Welcome to episode number six of Inside the House podcast. Today we are again at the Potty Pipe Professional Development Centre with Rachel Smith, who is the general manager for Underfloor Heating. Great conversation, talking through her career, discussing her career, from what she wanted to be as a young person and how she became general manager of um, Potty Pipe Underfloor, including some some real career highlights for her uh, in marketing as well. So definitely worth listening to the end and we really get to nitty gritty with this one. So definitely keep it following the podcast, subscribe and like us on YouTube if if you're on YouTube. Like us if you're watching on YouTube. Just uh, down here somewhere, maybe. If not, if you're on a podcast platform, please subscribe. We would love you to subscribe. And any comments, feedback, we'd really like to hear your feedback and comments on social media. Any ideas for the podcast? As I say, we've got some really good ones coming up in the near future. Uh, Rachel Smith, General Manager, Polypipe, Underfloor Heating. Yes. Here today at the Polypipe Professional Development Centre, mm-hmm. which is obviously dedicated, really, to the Underfloor Heating. Um, what's your career path through, through Polypipe? Okay, so how did I get here? Yeah. Um, I mean, go back to school if you want. Yeah, well, literally, I mean, I've been in the construction sector for over 20 years now, which kind of gives my age away, unfortunately. Um, I left school with no real plans for knowing what it was that I wanted to do, didn't go to university, um, fell into a job um, working for a manufacturer that sold bearings for precision engineering companies. Enjoyed it a lot, working in their export department actually, so got to see lots of the world, travelled quite a bit, which was exciting. Um, And kind of thought, I quite like this work lark. I enjoy being in a working environment, I like the cut and thrust of it, I'm enjoying what I'm doing, I'd like to climb the career ladder. So at that point, I approached them about sponsoring me to do my degree. So I did a degree in international business and finance, sponsored by the company, which was fantastic. Um, Because it gave me then, I felt, the experience, the, the hands-on practical experience of being in a real-life organisation combined with um, that, that university education, really. Yeah. So I got the best of both. And when did you do that? Uh, in my early 20s. Yeah. So I was 22 okay. when I did my degree. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, so I'd got a fair few years of work yeah, experience good. up until that point, kind of knew which channel I wanted to progress down. Um, and enjoyed the, the degree that I did, which covered various aspects of business and finance and some of the marketing stuff that I did, I really I kind of warmed to and really enjoyed, which kind of took me down a path um, towards a marketing career. Yep. So I did my degree, um, moved to work for Sangaban Pipelines, who supply uh, ductile iron pipe systems to the utility sector in the UK. Uh, and went there as communications manager. Yep. Um, did a stint in product management as well for them as well. So I kind of got both angles of the marketing mix, which was fantastic. Um, and I was with them for six, seven years. Uh, really enjoyed it, enjoyed the sector. Thought I'd get some marketing experience and then go and use it somewhere sexy like Chanel or Dior or yep. Donna Karen or one of these big labels, you know, but no, that, that didn't happen. Um, not very relatable but, either. No, and, and I kind of got sucked into the whole construction sector and I yeah. loved it. And I loved the challenge of trying to engage people and talk to people about products that really 
on the face of it, aren't that sexy. We had the same conversation with Becky earlier. Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah. It must be difficult to be creative in trying to make a piece of plastic um, a sexy product Appealing. to wanna, yeah, yeah. want to talk about. And someone wants to listen when you want to talk about it. Exactly. Yeah, but when it's relevant to you and your job and what you do and how we make life easier because our products are easier to install or maintain or whatever it might mm. be, then you can kind of get behind the messaging a little bit. Um, so I, I loved it, really enjoyed it. And um, the opportunity came to join Polypipe in the civils part of the organisation yeah. down in Loughborough. Um, they were looking for a marketing manager to join the business. Um, I felt I'd got the right skill set to be able to bring both the comm side of it as well as the product management and analytical angle to it too. Um, and was successful, got the role, and I spent eight years as marketing manager for Polypipe Civils yeah. and loved every minute of it. Had some real career highs there, um, worked with some of the best minds I've ever had the, the privilege of working with and learning from, which is always great. I think yeah. if you've got someone that you can learn from and have as a mentor, that really helps with your career. Um, so I learned from some of the absolute best while I was there and really enjoyed my time. We did some significant things. We launched the first ever large diameter um, CRA line in the UK, which is German technology brought into the UK to help with flood alleviation schemes and water management schemes. So that was mega impressive. I mean, three meter diameter pipes that you can literally drive cars yeah. through. You Huge. Know. Yeah. It was um, it was fantastic to be a part of the, the project team that brought that to the UK and brought that technology to the UK market. Was there obviously there's demand for that? Mm, massively, and, and I'm, I'm kind of going back to the time we were around sort of early 2000s where we'd seen some Big significant floods. flood events yeah. in the UK, water management was being a hot topic, and you know what, we needed to learn how to, to deal with it and, and manage the infrastructure around that in the right way, so there was lots of government legislation around at the time that was pushing people to and residential developers to manage their site water runoff better and stop allowing it to cause flooding problems yeah. further downstream. So we were in at the right time really. We had this perfect storm of opportunity, legislation, the technology to bring in from Germany. And the floods and happening as well, which brings it to people's attention. Forefront, so exactly. We need to do something, otherwise we're going to exactly. be in trouble. Exactly. So it was, you know, right place, right time. But I like to think as a management team down at Polypipe Civils, we'd got the right capability to bring it to market. Super. And it's an incredible, successful part of their portfolio now yep. and, and something that they're expanding on although a side of the business that i don't get hugely involved in these days no, no that's good um, and, then, and then you moved over to where moved over to polypipe building products yeah yep. so i was head of marketing for polypipe building products for four years <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed that role um we work very closely with um, our merchant partners so yep. everything that we do is through the plumbing and heating merchant network across the UK independents are a staunch part of, of who we work with as well as some of the nationals too yep. um, but we weren't really communicating to our end users so the installers who were using our products day in day out we weren't really capturing their hearts and minds and their attention and why polypipe over anybody else for example yep. so I spent quite a lot of time and effort pushing the message out to our end users to hopefully encourage them to walk into their nearest branch and say, I want Polypipe. Yeah, of course. Um, and, and I think we did a pretty good job of that. Definitely. So I spent four years doing that, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Yep. And then in 2017, um, we started having some serious discussions about underfloor heating and the opportunities that the underfloor heating market brings to the UK and the possibility that maybe we needed a separate management team to, to look at how we handle that part of our market and the business. Mm -hmm. um, and we started those discussions and we had lots of them, as I'm sure you can imagine. Yep. But then we took the decision that yes, 
having that focused management team and focused sales team and customer support team because underfloor heating needs to be handled slightly differently um, was the right thing to do. So as of March 2018, I became general manager for Polypipe Underfloor Heating. Yeah, and super. here I am. Yeah, excellent. I, it's, it's amazing when you went through that sort of uh, career history and you think about some of, uh, I can see some things that I've done similar mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure it happens to lots of people. Um, when I left school, I wanted to be a theatre lighting electrician mm-hmm. and I'm not that now. Um, <laughs> but for me, it was like, you know, I, I went to, I actually went to college and studied it at Westminster University for a few years yeah. and studied the electrical side. Um, and then I fell into working for a builder uh, as, a, as a receptionist, basically, mm-hmm. as office manager, but it was basically a receptionist. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and then I went back when I was with uh, Grant and Stone during my period at showroom because I needed some more real-world sort of knowledge of marketing mm-hmm. and business and finance because I wanted to move up the chain of being a manager and, and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, but didn't have the experience in that academically and I wasn't that... You know, a bit of real-world experience with, with the people, but not as in... And marketing's not something that you necessarily pick up you have a little bit of structure and taught and there's a few principles and I felt that I needed something you you can't just get someone to come and do marketing it doesn't really work and I think in our industry especially merchant industry you know he's a good lad on the counter he he can dress up a few leaflets on the counter we'll put him in charge of marketing it doesn't really work like that and sometimes it does Mm. but it doesn't tend to work like that Mm. and while she was saying that I thought really interesting why do we always have this feeling that we need to leave school, go to university, why not do like you did, which I think is a really sensible idea and you just probably fell into it, you didn't plan it, but you know, why not go I'd to like go to say it was work? thoroughly planned, yeah. but no, it genuinely, no, it wasn't. It was one of those situations where um, I'd kind of dismissed university mm. because I didn't have a particular vocation, I didn't want to be a doctor, I didn't want to be a lawyer, yeah. so there was nothing for me to go to university for. I didn't want to fall into the trap of media studies, that yeah. wasn't going to be right for me either so I I kind of thought no this isn't going to work for me I don't really think university is the path and actually I quite like having a bit of cash in my pocket and being able to go out and spend a few quid at the weekend and stuff like that you know go on holiday or travel whatever exactly and um and so my parents were like well that's fine and if university is not for you that's absolutely fine but you are going to get off your backside and you will get a job Um, and I've got quite a strong work ethic and I think it comes from my dad actually my Mm -hmm. dad instilled a really strong work ethic in me Um, so I would agree I'm not so sure that especially now you've got universities out there charging a small fortune to students to attend and actually on the one hand that's great because therefore students have a right to reply to say you know what you're providing me with a service and I expect a certain standard of education and I expect a certain level from you as a student um, so yeah that's great if, if university is right for you then maybe you can hold them to account a bit better than you could do before potentially I don't know um, but then equally it's a big investment on the part of the student huge one and if you don't use and, it and if it's not right for you yeah. it's a lot to, of debt to carry around for yeah. a lot of years afterwards you Definitely. know um, so I think we should start looking at more vocational courses. I think we should start thinking about work placements and apprenticeships, which is something that we at Polypipe are very big into, actually. Yep. We've got a number of apprentices who work in our design department, um, which is in the office next door. Um, we've got a number of apprentices across the business in extrusion, moulding, various yep. different departments, yep. who rise through the ranks with us as well. We tend to keep people. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to go the other way around, because then you think, to yourself, yeah, I, went, I went to university, I studied something, mm-hmm. 
thing and never used it, then, then technically you might have to go and retrain again and exactly. get some more debt on. Yeah, but if you think yeah, about yeah. it, you know, go into a career, get in and say, oh, I'm happy with this one. No, I'm not. Go into this career, happy, mm-hmm. no, I'm not. And when you're 24, 22, 28, with all the distance learning available now to us exactly. today, you know, it could be actually physically out of college and you study with mm-hmm. work placement or whatever it may be. It's available to you. It doesn't have to be that university is the only option, does it? And that's the point. Yeah, Yeah, I think things things are changing, definitely. Yeah, really good. Perfect. Thank you for your time. It's been really interesting. You're really welcome. Thank you very much for for coming. It's been fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you.